Welcome back to another Spacemen from Pluto podcast. I'm your host today, Christian, and joining me as usual is... Ben. Dan. And James. So today uh, we're going to have... Well, I say we're going to have another chill one and, you know, sit and just sort of talk about news and stuff. It's not going to be that chill. We've got so much news to get through. I'm going to be on the ball. <laughs> oh you get like two seconds that oh my no one is getting any time to talk. Uh, the topic that we'd originally planned to start this off with, uh, which is the introduction of Star to Disney+. Plus. Yep. We finally have the huge content or some might argue not so huge mm. looking, looking at Ben. Um, content that has been added to Disney Plus under the Star banner um, that is all their sort of more adult tune stuff Uh, so I'm guessing all you guys have definitely had time to sort of check it out yeah I had a browse only took us a couple minutes yeah that's it like Ben literally handed me the PS4 controller and said look look, we've got Star now and it took me all of five minutes to actually scroll through the entire selection that's on there. Mm. And it's presented in a really weird way as well. Like a lot of the stuff in each category, there's repeated stuff. So it's not all original. St- so you'll have like action adventure films uh, as one category and you'll see one film scroll past. And then in another car- uh, category, you'll see the same film come up again. So it's almost like it's artificially kind of inflated even with that. Yeah. But um, it's yeah, a weird one. Separated into genres, yeah. And then you notice, Danny, like two thirds of the screen is just blank and the star <laughs> yeah. logo. You yeah, know, you can't yeah. even really see any of the, any of it. And the, like, because I don't not, know if that's not... just a PS4 <coughs> thing, but it was just a bit of a weird weird design choice, it, really. It, honestly, um, I I used to really like the Disney Plus app. I thought it had uh, a, a a pretty decent UI, considering like how wonky Netflix can be and how absolutely abysmal uh, Amazon Prime is. Like, the <laughs> Disney UI was actually quite refreshing that it it was uh, nice enough to scroll through. However, they've added Star and screwed up the entire <laughs> UI for everything else as well. See, so I, I, I don't was, think it's that different. I, I thought it was. Like, I, I immediately tried scrolling through the Marvel stuff and was like, where where's everything gone? Like, it was... It, it had like films it had them split into like Captain America, Iron Man that sort of thing, there was Avengers sections and then there was like the TV, the live action TV shows and the cartoon now now it's split them all into weird categories and there's uh, there's repetitions that there wasn't before it's, yeah, I haven't browsed any of that stuff yet I, 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 don't, I just don't think Disney Plus, the apps have ever really been great, like there's mm. just little things about them, so how the su- the fact that it's in 2021 and there's still an app out there that when you're searching for a show, it doesn't just have a keyboard to type into. You have to go like all the way to the right to get like Y, then all the way left to get A, and like you have to keep going back and forth. Oh, it's God, a yeah. nightmare to search anything. Mm-hmm. I really don't like how on your continue watching section, if you just click on something, it just plays the episode. It doesn't yeah. take you to that show. Yeah. So if you want to like go back an episode, you have to go find it or search for it, and it, yeah. it's just loads of little things. It's like 
Netflix and Prime aren't doing this. Why are you still yeah. doing this? And if you click, say if you went on that continue watching, you watch the episode, but you wanted to then, maybe after five minutes, back up and watch another episode, it takes you back to the main menu again. It doesn't then take you within the show. You've got to, like, proper... To find The Simpsons, I've got to go in the collections bit, then go down in the collection to find the actual the show, which isn't... It's not even clear that it's actually all the episodes bit, that picture anyway. And then it's just, like, it's such a faff yeah. to, to find things. And, like, the star bit... Because there's like, what, maybe a hundred max things on there, shows and television. That's not a lot. So you could start off by just doing like an all section, all movies mm. A to Z, all telly shows A to Z. And they don't even do that. Like um, when we're going through it, like there's in like the drama section and we went through 20, 10 titles that we got repeated anyway. And then later on Disney Plus, I found um, Tombstone, uh, the Western film on Disney Plus. I was like, oh, that's part of Star and it's not like obvious within Star that it's even there. It's very like yeah. rushed, I think. Yeah, the, yeah, whole, the, the, the whole app's very rushed. The, the, yeah, the, the app, the the app, and the the way that they've changed the UI to add Star. I mean, like I say, I I do agree with James. The UI wasn't great anyway, but this new rushed version is so much worse and. The selection of films is, yeah, is the like selection itself weird is... as well. Yeah. Like there, there, there are films there that like I, I forgot had exi- like existed. Like they came out at the time. Like there's films like that came out at the sort of the end of the nineties that I have a v- really vague recollection of came, that uh, coming out, and they were kind of received lukewarm, kind of received in, in a fairly like you know lukewarm way. But yet there they are, like stuff like. There was Rena- Renaissance Man with Danny DeVito. I forgot that <laughs> film existed, but then I saw the I saw the like cover art and I was like, oh yeah, that's a film that came out. Why is it suddenly on Dis- like really Disney Plus? Weird. Why is it on Star? It was very strange. Also, um, I I know that this is probably because of like contracts that have already been signed with other streaming services or with like Sky or someone, but there's there's like weird films missing. Like I'm pretty sure I scrolled through and. I don't think Deadpool 1 is on there, but Deadpool 2 is. Yeah. All of the diehards are on there, bar the first one. Yeah. There's, mm. there's like odd bits and there's pieces. There's still X-Men movies missing. missing. There's still X-Men movies missing. Um, um, I don't think Aliens on there. None of the Aliens are on there. No, but I think, <coughs> I, I think that's because a, the Alien franchise is just a bit too kind of horrific for Disney to associate. No, that's what that. it's for. No, but it's not it, like I don't get the impression it is. No, I no, think no. it's like it's they're wading into sort of like adult films. No, but no, not I, really. I checked and um Alien is on the Canadian version of Star already. Oh. I think they're making a here. TV show. They're making yeah, yeah. a Noah Hawley TV show as well, Dan. Like it's not I'm reserving think, it for when the shows are maybe it's a rights thing then. I was just gonna I think Christian's right. I think it's contracts maybe need to, you need to wait till they run out in certain places and it's all distribution stuff yeah. i think eventually we'll probably get it all but not right yeah now. I, I i did say this before but with uh, just while we're talking about the fact that there's no alien on there i went uh, immediately being a horror fan went to the horror section to see what was on there they have possibly the worst collection of horror films yeah. i've ever seen <laughs> yeah but it, honestly like, it's, it's, it's still like, disney like you don't go to disney for horror i know but it's like it's like jennifer's body <laughs> that's um, supposedly really good the omen 2 the omen 4 signs 
The fly. Uh, it's got the fly. Cronenberg's the fly. Has it actually got? That's yeah. not. In, that's not in the horror section. Oh yeah. great! Well, that's really good, isn't it? Of course, <laughs> it didn't show up. It didn't show up for me. Yeah, oh, really? I, I didn't find it in Star. I also found it just scrolling through the the main page of Disney yeah. Plus. I think my favorite thing about Star so far is that when I when it first got released and I logged in, because I pay for the account, it was like, oh, so do you want to set up parental controls? I was like, no, it's fine. But then I realised you can set them up on each different profile, so I can lock Ben out of the account yeah. at any time that I want. I don't use your account, mate. <laughs> then why do you have a profile on it? I haven't deleted it. I'll go back what? to it. I'll go back to it one day. So what are you oh. watching Disney Plus on then? On my dad's account. I got to say. I'm hoping time though with with Star they give us different pictures for the profiles. I want a Brundlefly Christian as my pi- profile picture for Disney Plus. I think <laughs> that would be really funny. I doubt they'll do that because you know, because <laughs> the kids. Because the kids. Disney, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Saying like that, the, the, I mean, it's obviously early days, and the the selection of films will increase as time goes on. It's literally sort of like the first week, so yeah. we'll see how it goes. I mean, X Files is on there, isn't it, Ben? So yeah, that's a decent benefit. Good for TV. The, the, t- the, the, the TV movies shows. of X Files are on there, so at least the movies, better. and they're not in Prime, are they? No, so, they're not on Prime. So. No, they, they, I, yeah, my main thing with Star so far is I've been impressed with the deep sort of. It's small, but it's a decent collection of TV of mm. stuff I've seen and been meaning to watch. That I'm I'm now got all nice conveniently in one place. It is the films mainly where Star is like lacking, but. Like I say, I really think it is like a licensing thing, and they've already lent them out to other people, and they've ju- we've just got to wait for like the Netflix or Prime or Sky contracts to run so, out. Because I've just thought it, we may never get some of them because some of them might be the whole like the whole the MCU Spider-Man films where yes Disney own them, but they don't have all the distribution rights to them because they were co-produced between Disney and Sony. Maybe. So maybe that's the thing. It's like if you go back. Fox didn't fully own these films, so now neither did Disney. I don't know. Maybe. Nobody owns I hope them. not. <sighs> Nobody knows who owns yeah. them. All films should be in the public domain, and no one should ever make money from them. <laughs> oh, God. That's a whole amazing. other podcast. No, it wouldn't be amazing, because then no one would make films. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be amazing. <laughs> it'd be insane. It would improve Star Wars. Hey! They really, really no. Really no. <laughs> could you could you imagine the sheer amount of Star Wars fan films that would get made if that was public domain? Like the canon would be all over the place. <laughs> it's already. Well, that's true. <laughs> For now, they'll they'll Pretty rewrite fans. it and claim that nothing's canon in a few years. It's fine. I was going to say when Netflix buys uh, Disney. Uh... <laughs> yeah. oh. Do you think? Um... More combat has a good place on Disney Plus, Christian. You put that on Disney Plus. Um, I mean, it's owned by Warner Brothers, so I would, oh. I would say no. But it does segue us nicely to the Mortal Kombat trailer. <laughs> I don't know if you've all seen it. Yeah. No, I've not seen it. Have you? Have you? Have you seen it, Ben? Yeah, Danny. Yeah. All oh, right. Oh, sorry. I, I, I mean, I watch real films, so. Danny, wow. it's like a two-minute trailer. How, how, how have you not even watched that? Do you want to pause and just no, watch no. it? 
no, no, not really. Not really. No, it's <laughs> I don't really have much interest in 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 it. I mean, no, no, you've, we've we've got a pause now, and you've got to watch it. Oh Christ! Okay. Yeah, just go and watch it. <laughs> All right, I'll watch it now. Then. That was amazing, guys. Oh my God, I can't believe I judged the film so harshly. <laughs> No, it looks all, it looks okay, I suppose. Yeah, whatever. I like the bit where he he stabbed the he froze the guy's blood and then stabbed him with his own blood. That's I mean, really cool. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean that that was uh, yeah, that was something, wasn't it? Imaginative. Do you know the, yeah, yeah. the bit when the guy's got the rope dagger thing, Danny? Yeah. That's a uh, Dogan. From Dogan. Lost. From Lost. Who was Dogan again? Remind me. In the sixth season at the temple, it's the guy that doesn't speak, refuses to speak English because he doesn't like the taste of English on his tongue. On his tongue, oh, he's got John Lennon as his mate, and he has the baseball. He has, he has a fight with Saeed. Okay. Literally well, no idea what you're talking about. Wow, right. I okay. used to be obsessed with Lost. I've got absolutely <laughs> no clue whatsoever. Wow. <laughs> we'll just we'll just rewatch it. It kind of vaguely rings a bell, but I don't remember him having um. John Lennon with him. I don't think you literally mean John Lennon because that would be because he they nicknamed him Lennon because he looks like John Lennon because the long hair and the circular glasses. Because um, they, they, I think the writers called him Lennon or the fans I think did, with like Lost, I kind of switched off from season three onwards. To be quite honest, well season maybe season three? maybe season four, I kind season of started four. thinking something's not right. Here. Yeah, because that was when the writer strike happened. Yeah, but season season four's got that mad pace to it because there's only like fourteen episodes. Season four's a thriller ride. Yeah, but it's, I get what you're saying, yeah, but it started, like, there was that one guy who could literally see ghosts or something, couldn't he? And it was, like, confirmed that he, that the ghosts were actually real and he could see ghosts, and I it mean, was like... Th- this is this is massive spoilers for all, everyone watching. Yeah, who's, sorry, everyone. So, who, no, who's, <laughs> who's yet to watch Lost? Oh, I was going to say, if you've not watched Lost Disney in 2021, it's your fucking fault. You really should, like... <laughs> True you, enough. Everyone moaned about the ending, but you still should really watch Lost. No, Lost, Lost, really Lost is all right. Lost. The first, like... The first two seasons of Lost that unmissable, unmissable TV in my in my opinion. I'd agree. Season three started getting a bit weird when they invented Nikki and Paolo, those characters who they just magicked up, who were supposedly on the plane, but you didn't see him for the first two seasons. But they needed <laughs> new characters, so here's Nikki and Paolo. Uh, they said because uh, Damon... and then they wrote them out in the same season <laughs> yeah, because it was so bad. Good. Yeah. Damon and Carlton said though, because like by the time season three came, the studio was like, "This can go on forever because it's it's yeah. making money." And they were like, "Are you mental? No, this can't. We must end the show now because it's so big. We need we need an end date." And so they kind of started to tread water because they didn't know how where, how far they were going to go. So yeah. that's why people like Nikki and Paolo arrived. But then by season start of four, they were commissioned. You know, you've got sixty episodes left. And then, then they plan the end game. So, like four, if you're watching four back, it's there is bits that are set up that are yeah. paid off at the end, later down the line, and stuff. The, yeah. the end game, they did kind of figure it out. There's yeah. some brilliant yeah. scenes, brilliant actors and characters in Lost. Um, yeah, I, 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 on balance, you know, I got to do a I Lost do special. Like I do line. still like Lost. But yeah, that Mortal Kombat trailer, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was say. Anyway, yeah, anyway. After, after that brief Lost tangent, that's definitely uh, yeah. in. <laughs> you probably shouldn't. Uh, yeah, the the Mortal Kombat trailer. So, what's everyone else's first impressions? I have a lot of first impressions. I love the patronising dialogue when someone said, um, "It's a birthmark." What does that mean? It means he was born with it. Thanks. <laughs> Cheers. I really that's really helped me. 
are you guys looking for? Are you guys you fans of video game? I, I assume not really. Uh, I I played them. Okay. I absolutely adore Mortal Kombat. Mm. Like I I'm like sort of big into the games and the the weird convoluted storyline that they've developed for themselves <laughs> over the past eleven. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like Mortal Kombat when I was growing up, it was always like, you know, you weren't allowed to play it because it was just so incredibly violent. And, it, and you know, the fatalities that you could do were kind of the secrets. Like, how do you do this person's fatality? How do you do this person? Yeah. Oh, you can, you, can throw them off this, you can throw them off the level and they'll land in spikes at the bottom of the level and, like, they die and blood oh, comes and out. I was going to say, don't forget, in the original Mortal Kombat, it was something like if a witch flew in front of the moon on the level the pit and you managed to throw them off the level into the spikes then you'd have a secret chance to unlock reptile as a playable character <laughs> oh my God. i did i did look at some of the new um mortal kombat fatalities and it's kind of lost its charm a bit really because <laughs> they're just straight oh, up graphic as hell <laughs> i love i love the new mortal kombat fatalities do, do we know the age rating for this new film um, it's got to be a, a it, 18. I hope so. It's yeah, a red band, so I'm, I'm get, they're aiming for an R rating in America, which means it could be a 15 over here at a push, but I reckon it'll be an 18. This I, is I think that... it should be at least a 15, so they, they aren't like sort of bound by what they can and can't do. I think they should be able to just go balls yeah. to the wall with the gore and over-the-top fatalities. It, it definitely looks like that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I mean... Yeah. It's why the birthmark dialogue doesn't make e makes even less sense because it's a film for adults. We all know what a birthmark is. It's like <laughs> it's like explaining to a child what that dialogue was. It doesn't doesn't. I, I don't understand. I mean, I, I will <laughs> giving I will, the audience too much credit. Really, I think. I, right? I will. Uh, <laughs> I will fill in, sort of, and say that the, the the writers, one of the writers on this film, hasn't ever really written anything before. This oh, is their good. first yeah, but he's film. Met someone before, um, oh, and he knows the, how people speak. The director Simon, <laughs> the, the director Simon McQuaid, before this has directed one one minute short film. This is his si first ever directing role. His name's Simon McQuaid. It sounds like an yeah. '80s Arnold Schwarzenegger character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Simon yeah, McQuaid is back. <laughs> <laughs> but they've they've got the full force of James James Wan and his money behind them. And his yeah. and his and his and his signature on the check, yeah. so they can put his name in the trailer. That's all exactly. that is. Mate. Executive producer. Is. Yeah, that's all that is, man. No, no, no. He's a producer. He didn't. He didn't go for executive. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> he's watched no, the cut of the film. And, yeah, it's alright. <laughs> no, but my 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 favorite my favorite thing. Is that that'll be a quote on the poster, James Bond. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My, my 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 favorite things about this trailer is number one, um, it doesn't look like it's taking itself too seriously. It's you know, it, it's it's leaning into the fact that Mortal Kombat has like a ridiculously cheesy storyline, and while it's retconning little bits and pieces, it's mainly sticking closely to that sort of cheesy Mortal Kombat lore. Uh, number two, they seem to have gotten most of the characters right. They look spot on. At least, yeah, and, yeah. That the moves at the end, where he turns like he turns his blood into a dagger and then throws him through an ice wall, are actual combos that you can do in the games. So it looks like they've like copied That's the cool. choreography mm. and the fatalities from the original games. At the, the, the very very end, when the guy muffles something through his bane mask, 
Apparently, he says "get over here." That's a, that's yeah. from yeah. that's from the actual game, the character. Yeah. That that was one of the few lines that they could fit into the early game. So Scorpion, every time he did that, would yell "get over here." Yeah, and that's like the say finish them. The iconic yeah. line, isn't it? That, I, I don't know much about the Mortal Kombat games, and even watching this trailer, I'm recognizing some of the tropes from it. So mm. it, it it looks yeah, like yeah. they're being pretty faithful. That they're, they're, they're being very faithful, and the other thing um, I like is that. They seem to have, they seem to have gotten people who can act, but they've mainly gone for people. That does who, help. They, no, they've like they've mainly gone for like stunt. Like they, they've mainly gone for like mm. people who are good with choreography and stunts. So because yeah. the, the let's be honest, the acting isn't the main thing you come to a Mortal Kombat film for. You come for the fights and the choreography and the stunts. So they've gone for people who can nail that. And then they're like, and then we'll if if their acting isn't up to par, we'll give them a crash course in acting. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, when it comes out though in prep, we should watch for time so trash um, balls of fury because that's a Mortal Kombat uh, film. I thought you were going to say the original nineteen ninety five. Of course, we should watch the original nineteen ninety five. Balls of fury. Here's a question for you, Christian. Because watching the trailer, I didn't even really pick up on that this is a thing. But I've seen a few people online being like, "Ooh, who's Cole? Who's Cole going to be?" Surely he's going to be like Scorpion. Surely. Like, not the original. He's going to be like his grandson or his descendant, surely. Well, the way that the Scorpion and Sub-Zero, Scorpion and Sub-Zero seem to be the, the pivotal characters. Yeah. Like they are in the games. Um, and the way that their lore works is that they are both from rival clans. And Bihan, which is Sub-Zero's actual name, mind-controlled sends the Lin Kuei, his clan, to murder all of Scorpion's family. Scorpion then dies in the fight, is resurrected, um, and comes back to take his vengeance on Sub-Zero. He nice. then kills Sub-Zero, and then some, uh, someone else takes over as Sub-Zero. Right. So, um... Cole could be anyone. <laughs> <laughs> or no one. Or no one. Like He could just be Cole. Or a Palpatine. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that Cole has something to do with Sub Zero, and it'll be nice to see them sort of, or, or, or Sub Zero or Scorpion, and it'll be nice to see them sort of do that, like do something interesting, like keep it fresh while also staying true to the the Mortal Kombat storyline. I hope this film is a success because then it can do what the games did. And just have the Terminator and Rambo just show up for yeah, no yeah. reason, and just have just let's just have Rambo in it and Hellboy that, or I'm, Predator just in it. Chuck them all in. Chuck them all in. Toby Maguire. There's a shot of the Shao Kahn statue partway through, and I've, I'm already calling that he's not going to be in the film yet. And that they're going to have him do essentially shot for shot the Thanos. I'll do this myself uh, as a post. Oh, you, scene. you think they'll jump to that? You don't even think they'll just have the shot of his back and he just turns the camera? Oh yeah, maybe maybe, maybe they'll just do that because uh, you know Shao Kahn has his own throne as well. Nice. Because um, they. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited, and I've seen a lot of people being like, oh, but they're not going to do fatalities on these characters. Oh, I reckon they're absolutely going to kill some of these characters straight up in the first film. Yeah, Because so. in the trailer, I noticed um, three characters that don't have posters that appear in the trailer are Katana, K- Cabal, and Reptile. 
Mm. And I'm like, all three of those... The fact they've not mentioned that they're in the film at all, all yeah. three of those characters are 100% dead by the end so of this film. So, in the film, whose back does, does Katana have? Because we know her sword traps the souls of her victims. <laughs> it's a Suicide Squad there. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> he's, this he's, is Katana! <laughs> <laughs> She's got my back! <laughs> Sorry, Dan. It, in the games, isn't there like a fatality that doesn't kill them? Like, isn't there a word for like... There's, there's friendships. No, I'm, I'm sure... <laughs> I, I thought there was a thing of like, there's a finishing move you do, and it's like, it does a whole cutscene and it's really brutal, but it doesn't kill them. And I, so instead of coming up oh, saying fatality... Oh, there's x-rays, yeah. I, th- I thought there was a name for it. I could be completely wrong. I thought... There's the x-rays, which would be cool if they incorporated where, you know, it just goes into slow motion. You, you watch do like a cut through of their head as it as they like crush their skull or like break an arm or something the answer is brutalities there that's what thank you dan Dan. i knew there was something else brutalities do kill them though don't they well i think the implication is that they don't oh it's brutalities the implication that they don't die that's what i assume it's just brutal but it's it's not fatal so maybe, fatality maybe, is brutal oh, and fatal. What are you going to do if that's all you get? You only get brutalities and no fatalities. Well, we've we've already seen Kano with, I'm going to presume, Reptile's heart. So I'm going to guess that there's some fatalities. Because that. Hmm. Uh, Reptile's got two of them. Fuck it, they'll write that in. That That is, that is <laughs> that's one of them. That's a great <laughs> piece of knowledge you got there, James. Just whack, <laughs> just whack that out onto the table. Oh, I haven't got a clue if it's true. I'm saying they'll just write it in. Oh, you had me going then. <laughs> yeah, Re- Reptile does only have one heart. But he does have green blood because, you know, censorship. Ah. But everyone else gets smashed to pieces with red blood. What's the point of having one character without red blood? No, no, there's there's a couple others. There's one that's got blue blood. In fact, there's a few that have blue blood. But if there's, there's even there's one two with red blood, what's the point of not having all of them with red blood? I'm pretty sure in Germany, all video games have to have green blood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Do- Doom in uh, Doom and Mortal Kombat in Germany. I don't know if it's the case anymore, but Doom and Mortal Kombat in Germany, when they came out, had to have um, green blood, and some of the sprites had to change. It's like in like in The Walking Dead on American television. You can't swear. You can't say the f word. But yeah. oh boy, can you tear a body apart and squish, <laughs> it's, it's, it's squish their heads yeah. and, bite and destroy them with guns and swords? It's incredible. But you can't say fuck. <laughs> like, it's so, heaven, so heaven forbid. It's so. You can stupid. literally portray someone being killed in the most insane way that your imagination can conjure, but you can't swear. You can it have really their head caved in with a wired baseball bat in real time yeah but you can't say shit it's so daft it's so it's, it's really daft but oh well that's the worst um, it, isn't it anyway anyway <laughs> we'll move on to we'll move on to something now that maybe dan will be more interested in what are you talking about i fucking didn't love lamar combat no. I'm not saying that you're not interested. I'm not saying that you're not interested in Mortal Kombat. I'm just saying <laughs> that you might find this more interesting because oh. we're about to talk about Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, and we're about to talk about uh, the fact that he has been cast in Ari Aster's new film, uh, mm. which he is again going back to make with A24. It's called um, <laughs> Disappointment Boulevard. 
and it is oh. a, sounds a, like setting your expectations low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> film. It's called Disappointment Boulevard, and da, 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 it's described as an intimate, decade-spanning portrait of one of the most successful entrepreneurs of all time. So it's going to be a real s- Citizen Kane kind which, of. Yeah, it's it sounds yeah. like it's going to be like. Is it a biopic? It sounds like it's going to be a biopic. Um, a biopic. It's Whatever. Biopic. However you say it. <laughs> I say biopic. Yeah. I've not yeah. heard and anyone sure say the odd biopic. Yeah, but some people do say biopic, and it really uh, jars I bi- me. I say biopic. Oh, here he is. Because uh, it's a bio- biographical <laughs> James is genuinely picture. repulsed. Like, I, like, it makes sense, but it sounds wrong. It's just, it's just it does make sense, mate. but... Oh, anyway, it no. does sound like it's going to be a biopic. <laughs> and bionic. But yeah, other than um other than that sort of brief th- thing, there's there's not been anything more said about it. He hasn't said what genre this film is going to be. He hasn't said what it's going for. All we know is who it's being directed by, written by, produced by and our main actor. Mm. Um I, I mean, I did see an interview with Ari Aster uh, previously where he described one of his next projects as being a nightmare comedy. <laughs> so oh, that maybe, sounds like my life. Maybe this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a biopic about me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, the, the best thing is he's he's basically said, oh, yeah, it's about one of the most successful like entrepreneurs of all time. And they're like, so which one is it? And he's like, oh, I'm not telling you that. Is, is it... Uh, so it could be pseudo based or inspired by somebody yeah they, they, like I don't know whether it's like an actual biopic based on someone's life or whether he is writing a sensationalist mm. weird mm. you know sort of yeah like he's used Elon Musk as an example yeah, yeah. yeah. Elon Musk sprang, sprang to mind for me because he's yeah. the kind of man in the moment isn't he man as we yeah. speak he tweeted about Dogecoin today, and apparently it's wept up in price again, <laughs> just because he he mentioned it. So everyone's buying Dogecoin. That's crazy. So maybe that'll be written into disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be its own cryptocurrency that'll be written into the. Uh, plot. You know, Ari, he's definitely one of like a fresh, new voice uh, in film for me. He's, yeah, two, yeah. he's only made two films, and I they're I'm glad they exist. I find that they're interesting. Um, and like anything he does I'm kind of interested to see what, what he's got to bring to the table and I hope he's kind of one of those people where like I kind of hope he doesn't enter the franchise game I can just keep doing your thing mate you're doing, yeah, your, yeah. you're doing your weird movies that somehow have broken like into the mainstream like they get like Midsommar got like a cinema release so did Hereditary not? sorry? did Hereditary not get a cinema release? it did it oh, definitely okay. did I forgot but it definitely did because we were it did did, um i I don't know how long i think it was a short cinema release it wasn't like limited but it was okay i don't think it was particularly long because i remember trying to go see it at the cinema Mm. and missing it in the time that it was on that's a shame even though i work at a cinema (laughs) i've not seen either of those films i've not i've only seen midsummer yeah i need to get on watch hereditary Um, that'd be honestly like Hmm. I, I've talked to a lot of people and you know people either love or hate his mm. films and the weird thing is there's the people that like both there is a 
bitter argument on the internet about which one is better. There's, you know, some people who are all on Hereditary and say Hereditary is a masterpiece and Midsummer pales in comparison and mm. other people who are like Midsummer is a masterpiece and Hereditary pales in comparison. Not to spoil um, things then, Christian, which one's your which one do you prefer? Um I prefer personal I, I I think Hereditary is the better made film. I prefer Midsummer because it more fits into what I find it like I find mm. it quite interesting. It's you know, it's a it's a sort of weird Wiccan cult in the middle of Sweden and it's yeah. it's got that sort of Wicker man vibe about it. Mm. I won't say too much for spoilers. If I have to pick one, I think I prefer Midsommar for because of its uh, third act. Compared See, third to compared ruined it for me. Compared to Hereditary's third act, I prefer Midsommar. But I can't tell yeah. you why, James, because of spoilers. Okay. But this is why, because you don't like Midsommar, is why I like Hereditary will be an interesting chap, regardless if or even if Danny doesn't like either of them. That's at least the quality of his films that I. You can't say they're not well made. I don't think. No, no, and no. Def- that they definitely create them. a conversation. Yeah, I, uh, whatever. What he definitely has a style because he really likes the sort of slow burn that escalates into utter bizarre chaos um, gradually. I mean, he he really went all out on uh, Midsummer. I'm gonna pronounce it correctly this time, <laughs> and. I'm going to be stubborn and continue to always call it Midsummer. <laughs> yeah, I, he he definitely got. I mean, Midsummer was a lot longer than Hereditary for one. It was like an hour longer. Um, and he definitely sort of used that to sort of balance. Like I don't know, it sort of wobbled between being super like unusual, hitting you with several images at once, and then cutting back to like 40 minutes of slow burn character building mm. conversation and like it was it was one of the it was a great cinema going experience well, to, yeah it was pretty min where there was like five <laughs> all like there's certain sections of the in the film and there was five us five in the cinema and we could sit together as well at that point in time we could yeah. actually sit together and mm. we're all we're all sat like for, like our heads in our hands like trying not to look at the screen be like what is happening <laughs> really? it, was a, it was a pretty there are we, moments that are difficult to watch and we all came out of it like when we came out of it everyone on, on shift was like oh, how was it how was it and we were all pretty like <laughs> just give yeah. us a minute <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's something really creepy based. about that whole aesthetic of the weird kind of wiccan kind of fucking wicker man style stuff and the way it's kind of like presented as well from what i've seen of it it's like everything's like lit it's all during the day it's like it's, it's su- sunshine yeah. and it's like and yeah the, I, there's something just very creepy about that that yeah, appeals yeah. to me i will watch yeah, it eventually there's, for sure there, the there's, uh, there's also mm-hmm. like there's always something to see in the background there's like like what I love about both um, Hereditary and Midsommar is they both they both outright tell you what is going to happen. You just don't notice until you're rewatching the film. They sort of like give little hints and stuff, and then when you rewatch, you're like, oh. I mean, Midsommar is particularly bad for like if you notice something, you're like, oh, now I know what's going to happen. There was there was definitely a point in Midsommar when something happened. And I went. 
that's going to be one of those ones where they've just told us the entire plot if you listen and watch back kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, my, my, I think with Midsummer is I didn't give myself the best chance with it because I accidentally watched the director's cut first. So it was longer and I wasn't... So then I think if it had watched the regular one, I would have been like, oh, okay. But because I was a bit burnt out from it being that, like, I think it's an extra half an hour longer. It's I was like a bit half like, an hour, 40 minutes longer. That's like a, it, it's a big director's cut. Yeah, wow. And then I was watching the film throughout. I was like, okay, here we go. And then the ending happened, and I just kind of went, oh, I don't like that ending, and it's kind of ruined the whole <laughs> film for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm intrigued. Yeah. But, it, it, yeah. It, it's worth watching. Definitely. Mm. Um, at, at some point, we will have to... Um, we'll all have to have watched both of these films and we can maybe sit down and have like a, a small conversation on the podcast 100%. or on a separate video I think that'd be cool. where 100%. we sort of discuss Ariaster because he is like a big, a uh, he is a big name in sort of um, sort of upcoming horror and especially in, with people who enjoy the weird and wonderful films that A24 put out constantly it's there, it's very much like him and Robert Eggers are the two front runners on the next generation of horror creatives. Yeah, yeah. Like, because he Robert Eggers did who did The Witch and The Lighthouse, and now he's doing um, is it The Norseman? Is that what it's called? The Northman. The Northman. Oh yeah. Yeah, with with its mental cast. Mm. It's really cool. Uh, Michael, it's out, uh, Christian. There's a really cool the A24 podcast. Ariaster and Robert Eggers just had a chat for oh. like an hour. The two of them just had a chat about have to go that about all these weird little niche films they've been watching together or yeah. separately sorry um, yeah one, one of my favorite uh, robert eggers quotes is still the one where someone asked him for advice on making films and he said uh never put a goat in your films mm. uh, the goat the goat was an absolute nightmare yeah <laughs> that was literally the only the only bit of advice he gave james james and dan have you not seen the witch no. i've not i've seen the lighthouse but i've not seen the witch oh yeah, watch the witch seen... then aren't we because that was going to be my question. Would you call the lighthouse horror? It's it's like a it's like a weird psychological yeah. descent, isn't it? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's 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 a very. I'd say that it counts as horror because it is like a psychological horror thriller that uh, uh, yeah of just two people absolutely losing their mind. Mm. You'd Lighthouse like the, is still the only film that's technically in English that I've had to put subtitles on for. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I find just total quick, super quick, you'll like The Witch, uh, Dan, because Chris Finch is in it. Oh, right, okay. And Annie Taylor-Joy is in it, so you're going to like it. Amazing. I don't know. And then, super quick, I find, like, just in general, like, modern movies, pro- I, don't, I must be going a bit deaf, you know, because like, they're proper, like, muffled sometimes. And I've got to turn the subtitles on. Bet you uh, a field like, day with Tenet. Or like the sound mixing is like yeah. muffled, and I've got to be like, I need to turn the subtitles on. I've had know. that. Pro- I've had that problem for years, mate. Like probably, like <laughs> oh, I watch. I watch everything with subtitles because I can't quite hear the dialogue sometimes, and yeah. I need to know every line. I need to understand what's going on in the plot. So I, I, it's not like I rely on the subtitles, but it's nice to have them there just in case to quickly mm. scan and say, oh, they said that. You know. See, I, I watch ninety percent of stuff. I either have like a massive sound bar turned on, or I'm wearing headphones. Yeah. Uh, okay. You watch films with headphones on? Yeah. Oh, that'd be a nightmare. I'm looking forward to Ari's new film. Whatever he does, I'll, I'll kind of just check it out. Yeah, and... I'm. 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 
yeah, I'm hoping that it is a nightmare comedy. I want to see what that looks like. I am going to quickly go through one final bit of news that happened literally an hour before we sat down <laughs> to record this podcast. Um, and that is, surprise, surprise, David Fincher has announced his next project. That's right. The Fincher podcast is back. <sighs> Fincher talk part two. Let's go. <laughs> yes. You all requested it, obviously. Um, everyone really... saw that podcast. <laughs> Will we crack 30 views this week? <laughs> well, we're talking about Fincher, so yes, we will. Yeah, um, <laughs> F- Fincher has announced his next project. Uh, he is continuing to partner with Netflix. Oh, God. Um, is it he... Mindhunter? If it's not Mindhunter, I'm not interested. In... It's not Mindhunter. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Um, it is an adaptation of a French graphic novel called The Killer. Okay. Um, Michael Fassbender is currently in talks to star as Thank said God. killer. His agent has got him a d- <laughs> decent piece of work. Um, on, well, you are right. Alien Covenant was great. Yeah, the snowman was really good. <laughs> X-Men it's, uh, Dark Phoenix was really good. Uh, as you can probably guess by the title, he's going back to that noir thriller that you know Fincher is known for. So uh, we're not getting Mank 2, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> Damn. What a um, shame. But yeah, I will just bring my pad up so that I'm talking to the <laughs> Do you remember when we all agreed to watch Mank and I just started watching it just and gave up 20 minutes <laughs> because it was so boring? Yeah, yeah. Oh my I've God. never felt so cheated. Yeah. <laughs> the lack of commitment. You're a bit of a you're a dodgy character, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe it. You know, I'll you, tell you, you, what, you make us watch Norbert, you try and bail, you put on your laptop, you you fake that you've got some work deleted so you don't have to get out doing the podcast. It's like you're a liar. <laughs> Shit. I'll tell you what though, Mank got did me. give me one of the most relieving moments when talking about film. And that was because I was watching Mank. And I was just not enjoying it. I was like, oh, here we go. We're going to get into the like Zoom call. I'm going to sit there and go, oh, I didn't really like it. And then be bombarded with, oh, James doesn't like real cinema. He didn't like it because it wasn't Marvel. And then when you all came in and went, no, it was crap. I went, oh, vindication. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I was sat watching it and I was like, I, I, I think this is I think this is bad. Yeah. I hope this is bad, and it's not just me thinking it's <laughs> I bad. I thought I was crazy. Yeah. So, like, so really when I got when I got when I got into the Zoom chat, and you were all like, "Oh no, that was that was terrible." I was like, "Oh, thank God it wasn't just me." I, I, mm. I thought I was going crazy. I was talking <laughs> yeah. to a friend the other day, and she said the exact same thing because she saw that I'd given it a poor rating on Letterbox, and she went, "Thank you. Why is everyone pretending this is a good film?" I was like, "I don't mm. know. I really don't." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those occasions where I, I think I think everybody is pretending. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a challenge. It's an interesting watch. It's a it's a different kind of movie. Finch, you know, it's a different kind of pace. It's it's bad, mate. Just say you didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, that's what's I, you know, different about it's like, it. You know, it's I had crap. to um, I had to pause and go back to it a separate day because you didn't like it. Just admit <laughs> you didn't like it. You were I was going to say if if anyone if anyone says, oh well, you know. It was different and uh, doesn't elaborate. That means it was bad. Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay life's too short. It. That was that was my kind of that was my my reason for leaving it because I just thought twenty minutes in, I just thought this is I don't like this. Life's too <laughs> short. I'm not sitting here for another two hours. 
watching this film that I already don't like and I definitely won't enjoy it. So see you later. Close laptop. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. Yeah. I, no, I, I honestly do not blame you in the slightest. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was... I, I mean, I, it's a two-hour film and it took me like four hours to watch because I kept pausing it and going off and doing other stuff. It just won't end. It's like... I, I was, you know, every 20 minutes I was like, you know what, I'm just going to get myself a drink and then I'd go stand in the kitchen for 20 minutes and scroll Facebook pretending <laughs> I was like, getting a drink. It could, have been, it could have been Gary Oldman versus Orson Welles in the making of Citizen Kane. It's what it yeah, could yeah. have been. I think I said that on the last podcast. It could have yeah. won. And but, it's just like... Oh. We are doing the Finch podcast part too, here. Aren't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any, anyway, I'll, I'll bring I'll bring us back to uh, the new film because we do have a synopsis. Um, the story focuses on an assassin <laughs> who begins to have a psychological crisis in a world with no moral compass, wow. and as he carries out his assignments, he succ- he succ- slowly succumbs to madness. Right. right. Okay. So um, apparent, uh, apparently Fincher has said he's trying to channel the sort of seven vibes with it of ah. like slowly going insane over a particular assignment yeah. or case. So Mank was bad and now he's going to just return to the well of what people liked and just do that again. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, <laughs> the, the other thing I read is like with Mank, uh, the f- this film that he's making, he's been trying to get made with, since 2007. It started, okay. it started production at Paramount Pictures in 2007, mm. and they weren't overly keen on the premise. Um, so, but Netflix are letting him make it, and apparently he signed a deal with Netflix. So after this film, he'll also be making a third film with Netflix. Yeah, that he's been trying to make get made for fifteen years. Cause so maybe, may, may, I was gonna say maybe we'll just get the uh, David Fincher. I've been trying to make this and no one will let me. Uh, but that's because it was bad all along. <laughs> trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great on a box. <laughs> on the DVD section, that'd be amazing. <laughs> David Fincher's. Why would nobody let me make this? Po- <laughs> trilogy <laughs> i am really i am really happy for michael fassbender though because he like i really like him as an actor same and he needs a win yeah it, it's not been confirmed that he's been cast but he is the oh. only he, he's the only actor's name so far where they've attached it to this film okay um so i'm guessing that fincher is probably leaning heavily towards michael fassbender maybe he even because apparently this is a a revised version of the script it's not the same script as it was in 2007 it's been constantly evolved you'd hope so did you say Mm. it's based on a graphic novel yeah yeah it's based on a french graphic novel called the killer because that's my only thing that i was thinking i was like oh has fincher ever done you know based off a pre-existing piece of work or has he always done original stuff i was like oh no he did he did gone girl and like it was still good but it was the it was a very sort of like david fincher light like Diet Fincher, it wasn't really his full thing. So I'm hoping that we don't get a repeat of that. Like he still gets to fully spread his wings under this project. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping so as well. Because um, I don't know, I I enjoy when David Fincher tries to do something sort of different and interesting. Um, but I just want I just, I just want another Seven. I want another Zodiac. I like it when he does like crime oh, yeah, thrillers. So and the sort of the stuff that he's really good at. I don't um, mind what it is. I just want it to be really good. 
yeah. <laughs> I just want a really good like it's like Ari Aster he can do whatever he wants to do I'm there for it I just hope it's solid Fincher can do what he wants I was gonna say, until Mank, I would say he's never really missed. So no, not really. Like some stuff, some stuff's better than some stuff's better than others. Yeah. Well, yeah, but ev- the, you know, ev- yeah, everyone's yeah. gonna have films better. Than yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I was agreeing. Yeah. Uh, well, you say until Mank, he's never really missed. He did also do Alien Three. So after Alien uh, Three well, and before we... Mank, oh, I think we officially decreed. Was it timeless? What did we decree? I'm no, sure I think you all called trash. it trash. I no, think I call, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure I called it timeless, and you guys were like, "What are you on about?" I was like, "We had fun watching that," and you all went, "Yeah, we did, but it's technically not a good film, is it?" I was like, eh, "Fun in it." <laughs> I think we gave it a bit of a short. Um, I thought we were all right to short. it. Shrift. I don't know if that's. I, I'm pretty sure that's how it went down, but I could. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we went for trash. I think uh, we judged it a little bit unfairly in the end, because I think like we looking young. back on it, like, yeah, looking back on Alien Three, like Finch had a lot of problems with the studio, uh, and it seemed like it was like a bit of a nightmare of a shoot as well. In terms of the edit, it was a nightmare. <laughs> but, but my thing, it my was thing bad. was like saying that, oh yeah, it had issues with the studio and it had issues with the edit. I get that, you know, stuff like that happens, and you know, maybe give it certain allowances. But at the end of the day, what we see is either good or bad, no matter what, what no, like, true. how it got there. But I think like we overlooked some of the just the weirdness of that film, and like the the aesthetic of it, and the design of everything, and just the idea. I enjoyed was, it. Like there was something really, I don't know. We I think because we of the environment we watched it in, where it was the time of our trash environment. I don't think we got the whole kind of. We, did, we weren't able to soak in the atmosphere as well as we might have done if we were just watching it on our Speaking own. I don't know. I called it timeless. This I mean, is, this, you did call it timeless. It's why, <laughs> like, ideally you're supposed to watch a film in a big, dark cinema with a massive screen to fully oh, engage, darkness. not on my laptop with an earpiece. I was going to say, when, it's made, man. when we're all allowed back in the same room and we can sit in a dark room and watch a film on a TV, I think we'll... I, I don't know. I think we'll enjoy it better being like I mean, in a most like in a properly social situation. I suppose this is like a relatively decent point to bring up the fact that like originally we didn't envisage this podcast to be a Zoom call, did we? Like no, we no, didn't no. envisage timeless or trash to be a Zoom call. Any of, this of course we didn't. Do. So hopefully, as you know, the fabled date of the twenty first, twenty first of June arrives. What's that going to happen? Yeah, of course. But at some point, we're all going to be in the same room rather than on a Zoom call, and the 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 channel is going to change the way it does things, I suppose, because we're actually going to do stuff in person, like, and we're going to physically watch the films together, and we're going to physically be sat around a table together with proper cameras and stuff, and it won't be a Zoom call. So I think we can all go in Danny's room. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) It'll be great because when Dan makes us watch an utterly terrible film, I can just lean over and actually punch him in the face. Oh, great! (laughs) Violence. He's he's gone for violence. He's promoted violence violence on the podcast. (laughs) So yeah, Ben wanted me to mention this. Uh, It's the 25th anniversary of Train Spotting. Oh, happy birthday! Oh, Oh, happy birthday, Train Spotting. Yeah, it was like two days ago, time of recording. It got released in UK cinemas. Um. Crazy. Who's yeah. has anyone not seen it? Somebody said they hadn't seen it. I, I haven't seen it. Oh, you're oh gonna my have, gonna yeah. have to watch it. It's, it's a great film. film. It's a good awesome. Film. Maybe, uh, maybe educate me on it later. Oh, 
<laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm a it? fan of it. I don't know about the, what the consensus of the second one is. I do enjoy the second one. I've not seen the second one. I've oh my! Second, oh my God! <laughs> oh, if Christian, <laughs> if Christian had come in there, we'd have gone up a whole octave. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I what a shame! This. I would have, have transcended the sound barrier. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I should no, say it's just it, another one of them where the sequel got announced and trailers came out. And I was like, oh, yeah, that looks interesting. I'll watch the first one so that I can watch this one. I watched the first one and then just never watched the second one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do that all the time. I watch the first one in preparation for the second one. Um, or, like, I'll read the book in preparation for the film and then never watch the film. <laughs> <laughs> like, the character of Begbie, played by Robert Carlyle, is one of the great film characters he's yeah. one of my utter favorites yeah. and, he's, and he's going like ages ago i talked about how in um in cobra kai crease is just a villain he's so villainous and he loves being the bad guy he's one of those guys that is like he's out and out the villain <laughs> he's such a terrible <laughs> he's just an person. arsehole for arsehole's sake he's such a terrible person but it's like in a very entertaining way not to say too much christian he's Glorious! <laughs> it's a really good film. Really, really good stuff. Uh, like Danny Boyd, he's a he's 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 good. He's all right, guy. He's an he's an all right director. He's got yeah. some uh, some good films. Some like okay films. Some better yeah, films. Yeah. Sunshine I mean, was rubbish there. So, Sunshine was good except for the final act. Is it though? Because a, po- a podcast me and James listen to the host of that podcast. It's it's his favorite film. Nah, like Sunshine's okay. really good. No, nah, it's not his favorite film. No. <laughs> I wonder if it's worth going back. You know, because it's got a mad cast. No, maybe, but I just remember the third act just totally losing the plot, and it just shouldn't have gone down the way it did. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm I'm up for watching it again. Maybe I was wrong. That's it's like Midsummer. I think Sunshine was like trying to be a horror film, but it's really bright. It was like trying to be the reverse of the dark traditional yeah, horror film maybe a little bit think, but then it just turned into a sl- like a slasher pick at the end and it was just really oh, did dumb. it? No, I tried oh. not to spoil things mate but alright <laughs> but yeah Train Spotting is really great <laughs> we're talking about Train Spotting happy birthday yeah, yeah. to it we're going to have to watch it we'll have to watch it down the line I, I'll definitely have to watch more Danny Boyle films because I'm pretty sure the only one I've seen is 28 Days Later and I really enjoyed that film really? I've not seen that one what? Uh. I think I've only seen Train Spotting and Some Dog Millionaire. Wow, I think I think I've seen everything but Beaches. He did a film called what the hell was it called now? Like Twist or something like that. It's called Twist. Oh, um, Trance. Trance. It's absolutely awful that film. <laughs> I just think it was so bad. It was so bad. Uh, so don't watch that. Yeah, I think you? I've seen other than um, Beat the Beach. I think I've seen all his films. It's a bit mad he directed the London Olympics, isn't it? That, that's like a bit mental that he that's got cool. that job. As in, yeah. like, the opening ceremony? The opening. Yeah, I think yeah, he did yeah. the closing as well. He directed the pole vault. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He, he directed the entire I knew thing. those events were scripted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was amazing, though. It was so good. I remember watching yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Cool. being like, whoa, <laughs> this is actually genuinely amazing. Is that all when the Spice Girls came out? Uh, I think uh, so, maybe. yeah. It's Mr. The only, Bean was in it. Yeah, it's the only time I've ever watched the Olympics in my life. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Why? The Olympics is pretty good, man. They're all they're good. The Olympics is all right, but it's no Winter Olympics. Oh, yeah. that's true. Bob's no, I yeah. mean, you know, I was gonna say like skeleton bobsled, like and uh, what is is it cross is it cross country skiing where they? How got would skiing? you how? But be, before you watch the 2012 Olympics, how can you have that opinion if you hadn't watched the Olympics? Well, you know, I'd seen bits. 
I've never <laughs> like actively watched a full event. The okay. cycling is mad. Like I don't know how <laughs> they the do that, man. The cycling is pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah the fencing's good. But again, it's it's so no. Cr- it's no cross-country scheme where they've got to ski down a mountain and shoot things on the way. Yeah, yeah. that is pretty good. What is that sport about? How has that come to be? Like, I don't know, but it's um, insane. How is that an Olympic sport. It's 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 just insane. <laughs> Say that again, James. Yeah. I said Tories. That's how it's come about. <laughs> oh, <Christ. laughs> it was uh, meant to be an Olympics this year, wasn't there? But it got it got. Uh, sorry, last year, but it got postponed. So it's meant to be yep. this year now, and uh, maybe they. Well, Tokyo, uh, man. I was really Tokyo. looking forward to it. Has it got back to Tokyo? It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in Japan, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be well good, that. Apparently the, they'll go all out for it as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, apparently yeah. the Japanese want to push it back to next year, which would mean that we get the Winter Olympics, the Winter Paralympics, the Olympics and the Paralympics all in one year. Oh, in 2022? Yeah. That'd be cool. That's when the World Cup is as well. That's just oh, like, and the World Cup, World Cup as well. God. No chance that's going to happen. That's just oh, too, ma- too many events. Would be. It would be a summer to remember, wouldn't it? it really We'd stay indoors all day watching all the sport. And Dallas WrestleMania. Who could forget? That's killed that conversation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was my aim. Can I ask a question, guys? You can. Uh, when do you think superhero movies will end? <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> never. When do you think it will? Do you well, think it'll ever end? I hope not. Well, um, no, I'm not saying I want. I'm not saying like I want. I want it to or anything, but like. I mean, just 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 you wait until Squirrel Girl comes out. That's gonna be. That's, that's gonna blow your mind. Squirrel Girl. Yeah. And what is what is Squirrel Girl's thing? Uh, she's Squirrels. part squirrel. <laughs> she, she she can talk to squirrels. And she has all the relative strength of a squirrel. The rep. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> this is the thing, though. It's like Squirrel Girl. Whenever you say it, it sounds ridiculous. Why is that any more ridiculous than Spider-Man? Batman? No, it's not. Like it isn't. But I just wonder when mad. when we're gonna reach a critical mass here. Where, I, I like, don't know. We I can't I, I, do uh, any more superhero films. We can't I, I do think it. It's always more. Stop. Su- superhero <laughs> films will start to fade out when Hollywood finds their next superhero film. Yeah. And Hollywood are going hard at the moment on video game films. Mm. That's their next. That could be the next one if they get that, their. That, that's what together. they're trying to make the next superhero film. Yeah. Because I mean, I've got I've got written down here. I mean, we already talked about Mortal Kombat. I've got Borderlands and all the casting for that. They're doing the Last of Us TV series. We're getting a Twisted Metal TV series. The last the last Twisted Metal game came out in 2011. Yeah. I said I said Twisted Metal to James yesterday, and James shrugged. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's how relevant that, that that's how relevant that game is. But we're getting a TV show, and it's got Will Arnett in it. Mm. <laughs> I'm sticking I think the right brand there, name onto all the ideas, isn't it? Because Twisted yeah. Metal is a it's a driving game, isn't it? Where oh, yeah. you shoot each you kind of a bit Mad Maxy type type of thing. It's it's basically Death Race. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you can't do a TV series just of that. It, so it's that... it's going to be Fast and Furious, but an 18. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sounds all right. I do think, though, yeah. like, I, I think, Danny, my prediction, <laughs> I don't, I'm not too sure on superhero films where, where it'll, they'll go away in the sense of, like, there will be zero again. Oh, yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll yeah. never I be zero I think, again. I, I wonder if the, surely, like all bubbles, it will burst. 
and then it will kind of car like the like I say like the western was like back in its day there were yeah. so many being made in the 50s and 60s and then yeah the bubble burst and society yeah. evolved and films changed but they still made the odd one every couple of years uh, they still make westerns and today so? yeah they still they still yeah. make westerns today like well like what hateful eight bone tomahawk yeah uh, i watched the news of the world i watched it a week ago paul greengrass tom hanks that's a western on netflix right now brand new yeah uh, awards consideration that's a western they still make them i think okay. for superhero films surely just throughout film history it's got re- re- the cycle's got to repeat however this was these all happen pre the internet and streaming and every single studio has to make their own back catalog so th- there's this big like question mark next to it of like i've no like the like you know marvel's such a juggernaut it's so like i don't know how i don't know how this keeps i don't know where i just don't know i don't know <laughs> like how can this keep going how it seems can it keep to replace it seems to have replaced kind of something in our society like the whole this whole era we're in at the moment i don't know what it is but it's like you know like we were talking about how there's no subcultures anymore really like, we were off the, camera yeah. yeah off camera we were talking about that like in the 90s you had like the grunge movement in the 80s you had like the electronic movement and you know so on and so forth and stuff you don't really have that now in terms of music yeah but like punk it's like Disney. yeah but you have like these really diversified different like fucking brands and 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 franchises and stuff that are streamed to us like you've got the superhero thing a lot of people's identities are formed like from these superhero movies aren't they in the same way they used to be like <laughs> James yeah, there we go James is really oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just time. interesting it's just interesting because like it's mad it's it's just mad I, to think about what's the next what's the next thing that everyone's going to be like obsessed with it's I, always going to be superhero films I feel like the I feel like the sort of superhero films like came about because they filled the vacuum of like the of 19- good films of the 90s early 2000s like action films I was going to say they're just they're act- they're the evolved action movies yeah yeah because the superhero films in the 80s it was Stallone and Schwarzenegger they yeah, were yeah. the superheroes and it's yeah. just evolved into Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth it's the same big muscly men but now they've got the CGI the to do lightning yeah. <laughs> we've always liked the, the-, the hero fantasy haven't we all, 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 all the best films have an aspect of that even if they're like done in subtle ways you know it's, it's someone who overcomes adversity and and succeeds basically and the superhero is like superhero genre is just like a, like a, that on steroids isn't it I suppose. yeah I, the, the other thing with superhero films is it's about the timing the reason that superhero films have become super popular now is like the comics have always been the, the, the you know the comics have always been pretty popular they've been pretty popular for years but mm. now is the period of time when they can take what is seen in a comic and accurately recreate it on screen without yeah. it looking goofy, cheesy, or just cheap. But I would, I would argue that when Superman 1978, I think it was, came out, they probably looked at that and went, whoa, they brought the comic to life. Yeah, like, yeah. I think it's just at the time you always yeah. think it is. Like In 20 years, you'll probably look back at the MCU and be like, oh god, they thought that was realistic. Yeah. It's like in yeah, the slogan, yeah, well, isn't it? You will believe a man can fly, because it was this yeah, brand yeah, yeah. new... yeah i'm just i'm just saying that like i think that (laughs) what the reason that we've got like this sort of almost oversaturation of superhero films is because you know technology has moved on far enough Mm. that now they're like oh well you know 
we want to do a Superman film. But you know, back in the seventies, it's like, oh, we want to do a Superman film. It's like, well, who are we going to make him fight? And it's like, well, there's this Doomsday guy in the comics, and it's like, well, we can't really make him without putting a guy in a giant goofy costume <laughs> or doing yeah. some, you know, dodgy seventies, eighties CG. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas now they can easily be like, oh well, now we've got a, a whole range of these new characters and stuff that we can accurately portray. Yeah, I suppose so. For because because CGI is so readily available and is now becoming cheaper than practical effects. Yeah, it's, and it's it's only going to get more insane. Like I truly believe, like the Mandalorian, the the volume. It actually is the future of filmmaking. I don't. I it's the cynical. The cynic in me believes that all film will be made in the volume. We the volume being the sort of LED the, surround. The big things, LED so. video game engine where you just yeah, have a yeah. big screen and that's your set. And they won't. They won't shoot on location anymore because it would just all be in the volume. That's the cynic in me that kind of just. I think eventually that's where we're heading. That. Yeah. <laughs> that's just where we're gonna head. I think at the moment we've still got some direct because like you've still got some directors that are pushing for more practical things. So I think when if we do move to the volume being the norm, you will still get those sort of old timers. Who are like, no, no, I like shooting on I was, set. I, was, I want to do it more real if I can. Yeah. I was going to say that there'll always be those people that push for the the practical and push for the to you know to film like to, to to film in a more classic manner and create a film in a more classic manner. So even if the volume does become the norm, there'll still be films that are filmed on location. But I do agree that it is kind of worrying. The, I don't think it is though, because ev- everyone who's like filmed with the volume seems to be like singing its praise and saying how good it is, and like I think actors who've worked with it have said it's so much better than green oh, yeah. screen. I, th- I so... think it's a good step. Oh, it's, be- it's yeah. better than green yeah. screen. Green oh, yeah, and blue sure. screen will be in five, ten years. They'll be gone. You won't use them yeah. anymore. No, I truly believe it. It'd just be the volume for anything <laughs> if they it's can weird- afford it. If they can afford it, but, it, but it's weird though, like because it'd be like. The volumes like it's like elements of post production will then move to almost pre production, and the filming's near done near the end because all the post oh, stuff where yeah, you do yeah. all the CGI, all the set will be done in pre, and you do that first, and then you do the filming yeah. right at the end with your actors. So yeah. it's almost like the that's way the, the structure of the filmmaking will almost change. Yeah, that's pretty bad. It's going to be weird. <laughs> yeah, for the for the audio listeners, I moved my hands around in a weird. He, he did. He did big fish, little fish, cardboard. Box. I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Interesting times. Where things are going, and I still reckon we'll all have our faces put into films in the future, and we'll pay yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. I'd love that. Be the star of the show. Like I, I think that'll definitely happen. Honestly, yeah. that that was something that crossed my mind. You know, particularly when like stuff like Rogue One came out, I was like. Man, actors can die and still be in movies now. Yeah, because of the technology, it, that, it's mad. That is I don't, that it, that topic be. kind? Yeah, that topic. I don't know if I sit sits well with me. No. I don't know how I feel about the idea of bringing because I like you know I just like the the idea of oh you just have another actor do an interpretation of the role and they can do their own thing on it and it just gives somebody else a job. But I guess if you're hiring CGI people, that's like tens of thousands of people to do a job. So, well, maybe not. Maybe. Really. I was, more, I, was, I was saying it more just because, you know... It's like an ethical it thing. It doesn't look very good. Oh, yeah, it's that as well. It will eventually, though. It looks seamless. I was going to say, actually, like, yeah. it may well, It may well look completely seamless. You won't be able to tell. Like, yeah, there could be a point where it gets so good you can have, like, you know, to superhero films, you could have, like, a young Michael Keaton, a young Adam West, and a young Affleck all just hanging out. And it'd just be weird. 
yeah, the actors it's... will sign the rights away to their likenesses yeah, to while their they're still alive, and, yeah. they'll, they'll, and they won't even have to act. I think in they films. already have yes. done. I think that they already have done. To be honest, <laughs> oh I legit think they have. I, I know that, that I know that it's already in people's like clauses and contracts and even their wills because like Robin Williams had in his will that Disney have loads of footage of Robin Williams in the VO booth doing stuff for Genie and he wrote that they're not allowed to use that footage until he's been at dead for dead for at least 35 years I think it is I'm telling you now if that hadn't been in his clause they would 100% have just recycled that footage for the live action one yeah Oh god, that'd be so ghoulish though that I wouldn't yeah, have liked to see that. No. That would have been horrendously weird. No, yeah. I, I think and, there would have been a massive backlash about that because that yeah. would just be purely that's just so tasteless. No, un, un, unless unless Robin Williams had have had it written, yes, you, if you do a remake of Aladdin, use <laughs> my voice. Yeah. Then I I like if he's on it's camera one, saying it. It's I one, can't yeah, I was it. going to say it's one of <laughs> It's one of them things when they do sort of like CGI faces. Now it's kind of uncomfortable, but you know the sort. It's like the families have given their blessing. So yeah, I bet that's Harrison Ford's dream, though. He'd be like, "Wait, what? You can make Star Wars films with Han Solo, and you don't have to wheel me out. Do it, please. Go for it." (laughs) You can just sit. Just films in general. (laughs) Bruce Willis would be like, "I don't have to be. I don't have to be here. Yeah, do what you want with me." It's yeah. both, yeah, worrying but also interesting. And yeah, when will this superhero bubble burst? It's got to be. Very... There's got to be a. There's got to be like a point of critical mass where it's like we've ran out of superheroes. We don't know what else to do now. We actually literally ran out of stories to tell. We but have you to say stop. that though. Like these I don't, stories I don't have been. been I was gonna say they've been being written for decades. <laughs> True, at this point. Yeah. Like, I don't really agree with that. They'll just. Re- they'll just. Because by that time they have run out. They'll re- just redo them again. Yeah, that's I very was, true. Yeah, I was, was going to say write new yeah. ones, but yeah, you're probably right. I, I was going to say like, new ones, James. Originality's dead, mate. <laughs> I was going to say we're already getting to the point in like Marvel comics where they're like Civil War Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, go on then. <laughs> you know, they'll just redo it again. But yeah, surely the bubble will burst. Is yeah, when the audiences stop going to it, yeah. and turn away from it. But will they? One one interesting thing about the Spider-Man trailer, uh, I hear it just said only in cinemas, only in theaters, which is an interesting little hint at where things are going. You know, because obviously cinemas will be open up by that point. We hope we we expect. Surely, yeah. It's Christmas. Spider-Man's Christmas this year, isn't it? Surely Christmas. Oh, I mean, I'm hoping thing. Well, things will be normal. It'll just be normal, more or less, more or less. Come on. We we can do it by June. <laughs> yeah, maybe sure. maybe, maybe J- July at push. I don't know what always umming and ahhing is. It's definitely June twenty first, one hundred percent. Boris yeah. said it. Boris and he's said. never been wrong. When I'm going he, out when on June. He lied before. I don't care if there's oh, it's still lockdown. I'm going out on June twenty first. I'm going to deck it. someone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Anyway, thank you everyone for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, did you enjoy this episode? Let us know in the comments. Um, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music, thank you for uh, tuning in there. If you're watching this on Facebook, thank you for tuning in there. And uh, that's it from us this week. See you next week. Bye. See ya. Watching on Facebook, yeah, Christian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did I say Facebook? Yeah. yeah.
you fucks it.